0: back we are here again with another podcast and I've been wanting to talk about this subject for a while now and I'm glad we are finally able to get it recorded and get it done today we're naming this podcast the the um, heart of God what is the heart of God Abram
1: one would say love His passion for us. I'm I'm just, what people may say. Okay. We're just throwing stuff out there to get us going. What do you would say? People. People. He did die for people,
0: right? It's it's why he sent his son.
1: Yeah. Because Adam in the beginning sinned. Adam and Eve got to go and reverse what the devil did or man did. And now he has to come back and redeem his people. Yeah. All right. I guess that's taken care of. So let's get into it.
0: Yes. The heart of God. I Last year, I remember in December, um, it was a prayer meeting with some of our ladies. And as we were praying, we were really praying strongly. And the Lord began to speak to me. And I wrote it down. I won't read everything that he said. But he said, um, there's one part that still sticks out to me now and has been coming back to me since then. And this was done in December of 2020. He was he was speaking about how many of us have squandered our time. Um, We have not been about our father's business. We have not been even thinking about it we're more so on ourselves and what we need and what we want and what we desire. And, um, me and my family, nobody else and not even thinking about, Lord, what do you have for me to do? What do you want me to do? Father, who do you want me to reach? And so he, he said some things and I read just this portion and then we can get on and go on to the scripture that we were going to read, that we were going to read today. Um, He said, now it is time to do the will of my father. It is time to work to bring the loss to me. If you will seek me, I will show you how to bring the loss to me. I have different gifts and different ways to use my body to bring the loss in. Don't try to mimic what others do, but seek me and I will show you how you will win the loss. Some may be behind the scenes in intercession and prayer, and some will be in the forefront on the front line everyone, and that was big, he just he kept, that was really pronounced, everyone should seek me on how to win the lost for me, for that is the purpose of every saint, and every saint is equipped to do so, so don't squander your time any longer, but seek me while I may be found, says the Lord. I I have written on there, everyone it's in all caps, so I know when the Lord said it, he really, really stressed on that part that everyone should be seeking him on how to win the loss. For that is the heart of God. We were going to read Mark 16 when Jesus was getting ready to go back up to the Father. He gave the, He gave his disciples some last instructions. We know it as the Great Commission, but these instructions are for every last saint, every last believer. It says, This is Mark 16, starting with verse 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Everyone is to go into all the world, your world, whatever that world is, you are to be light and salt. I am to be light and salt. And he's brought that up so many different times, um, especially with dealing with the pandemic and just seeing how many people are still to this day are very, very afraid. And it got me to thinking, Lord, we need to be going into all the world. It says right here in your word, believers shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We are to be showing people the light. Who is the light? Who is their salvation? For anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You know, we had, um, you have something to say? We had Malia come over, uh, maybe a it was a few weeks ago, and she wanted us to really watch the series Chosen. I'm sure many have heard of this show, and uh, so we started watching it. And the first few episodes were kind of slow, and uh, but then it really began to pick up. And as it began to pick up, they did a really good job of showing the heart of God, showing how Jesus loved the people, and that the reason why He came was for the sinner to be saved, was for the sinner to be delivered, was for the sinner to be healed. And it really showed that. And then it just it uh, impressed upon me again, we need to do this podcast. We need to go back to the heart of God, what the heart of God is. And then I know Abram was, had began to listen, and the Lord began to prick his heart on the heart of God. On, on, And I'll let him share that. I've been speaking for a while, so go ahead.
1: Yeah, when you get saved or when you're, let's just say when you get saved from from John, you may be broken, you may be seeking uh, for truth, and the Holy Spirit draws us, yes. And and we're we're saved, and we want to do things for Christ, and we want to get out of the situations we may be in. And then the Lord helps us in the manner that we may need, And I'll just speak for myself. Just, I had some things that I need the Lord to do. I needed to uh, take care of my family. We had a lot of things that, Lord, help us in this, in this way. And then mine was more family focused. Mm -hmm. It wasn't so much as the Great Commission. It was, help me out of my situation, and then we'll deal with the rest. Mm-hmm. however that may come up mm-hmm. and i think that may be a lot of people sure because you're in such need that hey okay. all you can see
0: is your need yeah
1: and i have salvation lord, I, I need salvation and the lord is gonna give me that and that's what he does jesus is salvation but on the other side there's more than just that just what is that um my for no more mhm mhm about that and that's where i was and then as you begin to grow you begin to see the heart of god and, and not look at your yourself a lot of times i feel we just kind of it's all about my wife We have tunnel
0: vision yeah
1: that that's all there is and and jesus says when you're uh what's the saying where it's, it, the lord talks about um, when you're converted, then you can help your brother. Mm-hmm. It's like we converted, but we ain't helping our brother.
0: Yeah, we we're just
1: helping helping ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, God, I got these three problems at the top of my list. I need those xed off. Can you help me? Yeah, it's like God is a genie in a sense, and it is more than than that. It is his passion for people.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm not one to strike up a conversation with anybody unless I know you for some time and then we begin to talk. That's my personality. And then I looked at, I was reading the scripture and just looking at it from a view of being a person, not, not this church. You know, I've been in church all my life. And so you can, you get this kind of Routine of things. Okay, you read the Bible, and okay, you got it. Okay, this is Jesus. But then I began to look at it like, man, look at Jesus. Look what he's doing. He's looking at the people. He sees them, and he's like, wow, these people have no shepherd. They're sh- they're sheep with no shepherd. Mm-hmm. What happens? No, no, without a shepherd, they go everywhere. They get, right. they get killed. They get wounded. Devoured by the Devoured wolves. By the, by wolves. The the devil. And and he's like. I'm God. I I I seen the devil cast out of he- out of heaven like lightning. And now this same being that I cast out, this angel, is going around messing with my stuff, messing with my people. Still, he is. And Jesus has so much passion and so much love for us that he wants to rectify that. He wants to undo what the devil did. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost like. I don't know if anyone are artists or create things out there that's listening. If someone messes up your work, you are upset. The time the time that you took to make it, the thought, the, the whole process that goes into just making something, whether it be design or building, whatever it may be, and someone goes and defames it, you get upset. You want it to be fixed. And so just think of his creation. He put us on this earth. He gave us everything that we may need, and then someone comes and messes it, messes it up. Just think of that from God's perspective, and how much He wants it was perfect, and now you messed it up. Now it's tainted. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this right, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna get the person who messed it up. That's what this whole thing is about. And so when Jesus is here, that is His heart to to fix what was. Done to his creation, mm-hmm. us, and mm-hmm. in our, in our hearts. And when he saw the people, he it, that heart just went out to them, and he said, "I'm sure to himself and the Father, that's why he came. I love these people, and I'm going to make it right, mm-hmm. even if they don't they don't know me anymore, even if they reject they me, me they, reject yeah. me they blaspheme me at times. Not the Holy Ghost; so it's another thing." And so his heart for them is to continue no matter what. And I just thought about the times where Jesus, he talks about Jesus, goes into a mountain. He leaves the crowd, goes into the mountain, into a mountain, go talks to the Father. He's climbing a mountain first. He was already walking, I'm sure, a, a long time. There was no car. There was no jets. There was only donkeys and camels and mules, horses. You ain't getting. I mean, even that. You kinda of, your back.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I mean, just think of trying to be on a horse for miles upon miles to get where you need to go, and then get on, then get on a boat to go across, to go speak to some other people and heal them. Just the the wear on Jesus's body, we would be like, I need a rest. And then after that, he's going to go and talk to the Father, climb a mountain, his favorite mountain what was it Mount Nainavalis? I don't know. That's mentioned many times.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He goes and talks to the Father, talks to the Father, and then there's a crowd waiting for him. He's 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 tired. You would think, and I look at myself. I'm like, man, it's hard for me to spend two hours, you know, past twelve o'clock, and then I got to get up and go back to work the next day, even working from home. But Jesus is doing all this. And, and I'm sure the body gets tired. Of course, he's renewed. But just look at the wear on his body and the time. He, he, he could be like, not today. I'm tired. I'm too sleepy. I didn't even eat. And then he says, I have food that you know not of. So he's being, he's, with, he's in communion with the Father. And so that's strengthening him. But just looking at it from the standpoint, man, Jesus should be tired, we would think, from a natural standpoint. But how do we get to that point of not being tired? You got to spend time with the Lord and, and reading your Bible and praying. That's your food. But yet he's still doing this time and time and time again. He's, the Bible says he, he didn't turn anyone away. Mm-hmm. You would think that, okay, that's enough. And even the disciples were trying to push the children with that. Hey, hey, hey we ain't got time for that. He said, no, permit them. Let them, let them come to me. Mm-hmm. And just his passion, even, even the children gets love. Everyone gets love. You've seen uh, in the movies where it's kind of like a Dalai Lama or something. They'll have, like, they'll come far away and up to this mountain. And then you have this one question that you can ask them.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And you got one question, and that's it. Jesus could have done that. But he's the one that's going to the people. Yeah. You know? Just think of it like that. This. He's a king that's going to the people.
0: That's right. He's,
1: he's serving us. That's right. He's serving beings that is that are lesser. Way we don't even compare. Yeah. We're, we're sin laden people. We're the one who put him on the cross, and yet he's coming to us. Just think of mm-hmm. the dynamics of what is happening here. We look at, say, presidents and kings. People go take pictures of the president. We got to go to the White House just to see. That's like the president or whoever you're a ruler of your country coming to you, coming to your house and spending time with and serving you. That is a foreign idea. That will, That's not happening on earth. Yeah. You know, there's, there's too much logistics going on. We can't do that here. But Jesus, the son of God, creator of the universe, came. To us,
0: left his kingdom.
1: Left his kingdom. Left his
0: to become lowly.
1: You know, for us. Look at what he's doing here. Mm-hmm. Just think about: Would you do that? You'd be like, No, I'm not doing that. They gonna come to me, like we some guru, and they gonna leave, And then they leave money for the guru. You know, you mm-hmm. bringing a gift for me. No, Jesus is bringing a gift to us his life his love the blood of Jesus the holy ghost and then more gifts as as we continue to get to know him and what we have in him this whole thing is like upside it's a upside down idea to us like that's not happening with us mm-hmm. and i could continue but i'm sure you have some more to say
0: no you can go ahead i was i was just listening i mean um you're talking about that unconditional love that he has for us that the father has i mean we have four children think about giving up we have four children and one son and the and the bible says in john chapter three that he gave his only begotten son to come die for sinful people to come die for people who care nothing about him to come die for people who mocked him and spat on him and and even while while he is on the cross in agony he is saying to forgive them forgive them for they know not what they do.
1: And he knew that they would do that before he came. Before he came. And you know, we would want some assurances that
0: yeah, we're going through many many faith walks right now we and we're we're wanting the Lord to uh, meet us as we as we go and, and he does. But Jesus he came to die he came to die so that he can have a kingdom of people and with him dying and then him rising um being raised from the dead he gave us the authority he gave us the power and he wants us to say to have that same heart it says let this bond be in you which was also in Christ Jesus And that's people, man, that's, that's, we're so focused on ourselves. And he, 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 he cares about the details of our life. He wants us to come and ask. It's all through the scriptures, through the New Testament. We have a great covenant with him, but he also wants us to care about what he cares about. What does it say in Matthew chapter six? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. And before that, he was talking about the clothes, the raiment, the food, and all of those, these, these necessity things.
1: And last night, before I went to bed, I just pulled the, the Bible out. And Colossians, Colossians 3, 2, set your affection on things above and not on things on the earth. And so many times we're saying, it's almost like we, it's both. We're setting it on things above and on the earth. God, I need this. Well, I'm putting my affections on you, God. But also, I'm also putting my affections on things on the earth because I need this stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Again, the Bible says you can't have it both ways. You can't serve mammon and God. Mm-hmm. You can't have it both ways. And then another scripture says, delight yourself in me and I'll give you the desires of your heart.
0: Yeah. He's, he's telling us that he'll take care of you. So be about my father's business.
1: And even in Joshua one eight, it talks about Um the book of the law should not depart from your mouth, but you should meditate in it day and night that you may observe according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then and you will have good success. So he's telling you just Getting my word—that's right—and as you get in His word, you begin to to see he, see who Jesus is, see who the Father is, and who you are, and the Holy Ghost. And it's like if you are if you do that, you're gonna have what you want anyway. But then, as you continue, those wants are gonna decrease, and the love of God is gonna increase, and then you'll get into what we're talking about now, as in His people.
0: You know, and nobody. I love what he said, um, in December to me as, as we were in prayer, he said, don't try to mimic what other people do because I'm not Abram. So I can't speak like Abram. I can't witness like Abram and Abram's not me. He won't, he's not going to say the same things that, that I say.
1: And also you're not their pastor that has this, this ministry or, or or the next person or the next or this apostle or that prophet. Yeah. No, you're you.
0: He's not asking you to be the next Billy Graham. He's not asking you to be the next Kenneth Hagan. He's I'm my father. Yeah. He's or or the Mike Foster. That's that's our pastor. He's not asking you to be that. He's asking you to seek me on how to win the loss. And he's not saying he's not looking at success. I read this the other day and it really, really hit me and it was so good because I I, I saw how I was um lifted up in pride, but I was reading a book. I can't remember who the, who the Christian author was. I can't remember, but anyways, um, he was talking about ministry and he was talking about different things. And, and then he said, the Lord is not, he didn't call you to be successful. He called you to be obedient. And then that really resonated with me because something had just happened and I thought it was going to go a certain way and all he he didn't call me to be successful he called me to be obedient so me going and obeying whatever the lord told me to do whether it turned out the way i thought it was going to turn out that's that's that doesn't matter was i obedient in what he says because guess what the bible says apollo water paul plants apollo i'm saying i may be saying it wrong um Paul plants Apollo waters, but it's God that gives the increase. He needs you just to have a heart of God and be willing to seek him on what, on how to win the loss, because that is his heart. That's the reason why he gave his son. That's the reason why Jesus is here. That's the reason why Jesus gave us the Holy ghost so that we can go out and do this great commission and we can turn the world upside down with the love of Christ. You know, again, we have a prime opportunity. I was looking at that and I was talking to the Lord again one morning in my prayer time. And as I was thinking about this podcast and I, um I was looking at the time of persecution in the book of Acts. And it was right after Stephen was killed and, and Saul who later on would become Paul was there assenting to his killing and and then persecution just really exploded on the church after that. And prior to that, the church was was, was being added to it daily. It was growing exponentially. It, like that, is, that is a plan of God.
1: You know, that is so great. And not to say that it isn't or it wasn't. You know, yeah. this thing how it got flipped.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, and they were all congregating on Solomon's porch. I mean, it was large. It wasn't, we're not talking about just a few people. It was large. Thousands was being added to the church daily. And then I'll just read it in here because there was one little thing that, that stuck out to me because I'm thinking about, it made me think about what happened in 2020, even with the COVID pandemic, when all the churches were shut down. It says in Acts chapter 8, verse one, it says, and Saul was consenting unto his death. And at that time, there was a great persecution against the church. I can say, even here in America, there's laws being made. There's there's things that's happening where there will be a great persecution against the church. But look what happened in Paul's, in, in, in the book of Acts in that day, um, when a great persecution happened. It says, And I'll read again. And at that time, there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. So all the disciples, all those people that were that had come into the church now, that persecution, I'm sure it scared them. And they were because they were they were they were capturing people, killing them, sending them to prison, all of the above. And so verse two says, And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering to every house and hailing men and women, committing them to prison. Then look at verse four. Therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. That really stuck out to me. Then it's going to go on and talk about Philip and the the evangelists and so on. But it says, They went everywhere preaching the word. It didn't matter if that that church in Jerusalem was shut down. It didn't stop. They had such a heart for God. It didn't stop them. They went everywhere just as Jesus told them to do. In Acts chapter 1, he says, be witness to the uttermost parts of the earth. In Mark chapter 16, we just read that. He said, go into all the world. So now they're fulfilling the great commission of God. They went everywhere preaching the word. And to this day, because of that, because they were willing to go everywhere, because they were willing to endure persecution. And guess what, Christians? The Bible says anyone who serves Christ, they will suffer persecution.
1: Yeah, I was reading A. A. Allen's book, and he speaks on the power of God and the price to pay. And he talks about the mass, the student isn't greater than the master. If Jesus was persecuted, we will too. There, there is no other way around it. Yeah, there is nothing that we're gonna um, learn or, or, and go above christ no it is he's at the top we will never reach more than what he has he 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 has given us everything and there he has the book there's no final i mean there is nothing above that you know it's like and the student becomes a teacher no that will never happen with christ if he's persecuted
0: so shall we
1: if we're doing what he is what he's telling us to do there's no other way around it and it's almost like I want to
0: be a Christian, but I don't want to be persecuted. Well, that's not. That's an oxymoron. But But we're well equipped for it. He'll strengthen us. He'll strengthen us. I mean, I think about, you think about the apostles. You think about Paul, Peter, James, John, all of them. You know, all he is asking us to do is to do the will of his father. And we have to find out what that is. Your world, it may be your workforce. Your world, it may be your neighborhood. Your world, it may be your family. I don't know what your world is. It's not about us to mimic anything. It's about us seeking the Lord and say, Father, how do I win the loss to you? Because the Bible says, he who wins souls is wise. We got to have the wisdom of the Holy
1: Ghost. And that's having the Lord's heart. That is setting your affections on things above. Things on the earth. What what are these things? You may think, oh, things above. You may think, oh, angels and heaven and and all those great things. But the heart of God is always going to be so.
0: That's right. That is why He came and died above. Mm -hmm.
1: Sometimes I would think that it's it's all of the, the supernatural things and gifts and all those other things. But
0: what is all that for? So they can see so to the power of God. What did Paul say in Corinthians? That it wasn't enticing words of man's wisdom, but it was the power of God. So those gifts, the gifts of the spirit, the, the miracles that Jesus did, it was all to draw people to him, to show them that he loves them, to show them that he cares and that he came to save you. All of that is for the winning of the loss.
1: I thought a gift was for me. That's and thing.
0: that's the problem.
1: My gift, a birthday, Christmas, I uh, do something good, I get a gift. So you telling me that my gift is for someone else?
0: Yes. <laughs> the gifts of the spirit. The You know, he's been funny, but that's God's heart. And it's, it's really, really prevalent in my heart right now. And I know the Lord won't let up on it. Because we are we are at the end of time and there's so many people, there's so many different things um, happening in the world. There's so many lost, hurting people. There's so many people afraid. There's so many people that need healing. People are still very, very fearful of COVID-19. They don't know the scriptures that says that he took my sickness and he took my diseases. And he put it on his body so that I don't have to bear it. They don't know the scriptures that it says by his stripes, we are healed. They don't know that we can walk in divine health and we don't have to be scared about any pandemic that comes. They don't know that if you are in the secret place of the most high and you dwell on the shadow on the on almighty, there's nothing that can touch you. The pestilence that that will come. This, not, this is COVID-19 is not the end all. There's going to be more because we are in a broken world, we're in an evil world, and we're in something that there's an agenda for the Antichrist to come on the scene, this is the time of grace, this is the time to be about our father's business, and this is the time to point Jesus, point people to Jesus in whatever way, just be obedient, you may not get that person say, but you may, something you say may cause that person to at least begin to Think about it. And then the Lord can bring somebody else. What did he say? The harvest is plentiful. But my laborers are few. And...
1: Yeah, it says in Matthew... Did you read Matthew 9? uh Yeah, it says... Just to highlight that part from the scripture standpoint, it says the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest and send laborers into the harvest. And there's this guy on YouTube, I forgot his name, but he goes out and he challenges people uh, in whatever belief they may have, and he tries to let them know, uh, and he lets them know Christ the way, the way. And he wrote a book that says, um, Lord, send somebody but me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah pray. pray. yeah praying Lord of the harvest I'm hey Lord, send some, but don't
0: send not don't, don't send me, right father not necessarily, because
1: you know I got this and that I got yeah it. <laughs> it's like not necessarily that you may be saying that, but just our approach to to people sure and 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 what we we may have in our own life that we may be dealing with or in 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 my case, hey then I'm just not that kind of person, but then I looked at Jesus his life and and his personality. His passion for people would not let him cower in whatever shortcomings he may have as in social skills, you know. And I shouldn't let that stop me from doing what the Lord says. It says he commands us. It doesn't matter what your emotions are, mm-hmm. or which, how you may feel. A command is you do it. Mm-hmm. You know, we tell our children, anyone who has children, they, we know We tell them to do something, they better do it. But we don't look at the Great Commission like that. We don't look at a a commandment like that. You better do it. We kind of think of, oh, the Lord knows me, you know, blah, blah, blah. Whatever we may put up in our own minds to to not do what God says. But try to let that work, Try let our children try to do something like that. That's not going to work. Like, you better do it. Uh And then they they do it. They do it. But God is loving, but at the same time, we still
0: should do it, right? Mm hmm. No, but we want only the pastor to do it. We want yeah. only the apostles, the prophets, the, the, the teachers, the event. We want the fivefold ministry. Only they they are the ones that they, they have the responsibility. I pray for them, but they have the responsibility. But no, what did it say in the book of Acts? It says everybody was scattered abroad except for the apostles. They were the only ones remaining in Jerusalem at that particular time. And then it said, and everyone went out preaching the gospel. You have a testimony. You have something that the Lord did for you. If you have called upon the name of the Lord and are saved, you have something to say. You have something. You can be light and salt. The Bible says, let everyone that calls upon the name, let everyone who names this name depart from iniquity. And that's the thing. Yeah, We're still
1: that's a, that's another.
0: so caught up in our sins. We still so caught up in the things that is holding us back. Because we refuse to let the Lord either heal us in that area or deal with us in that area.
1: Oh, you say, you know what? I'm in a good spot. I'm in a good spot with the Lord. The Lord knows, you know, I, I got my stuff. I'm good. And then what about the Great Commission? Oh, what about it? I mean, I I, I do enough, but the Bible says, it, "How can you say that you love me when you don't love your brother?" Yeah. Then how can I be saved? Yeah. Am I really saved then if I don't love my brother? And the way that we know that we're saved is the love of God in our hearts and it is it, yeah. shed abroad.
0: That's not just love and word, but word and deed. Yeah. Word and deed. We can, we'll say all the stuff. We have this milk toast oh. love and we, Close. oh, I love you, brother. As soon as that person is knee, need, where you at? No, I can't, you know. I can't so and so.
1: Yeah, he 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 be doing this and this is like the third time and blah blah blah. He did this to me and you know, we can get into all that other junk. We
0: can. We can go to many different scriptures.
1: It's it's like are we gonna be a Christian or not? Yeah. Um Christ like uh my father pastors preaching on godliness, godlikeness. Are we gonna be that or are we gonna have a a watered down my own thought process and what it means to be a Christian, and I feel that's what is happening in this world. Um, but the thing is, we have to understand that this is the heart of God.
0: That's right.
1: He sent His only begotten Son to die for us. Right. And we all know that. Every Christian knows him, that. People are probably that's not even Christians know John three sixteen for God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. And whosoever should believe on him. Should not perish. But have everlasting life. But we say. That's good. But I need some life now. And I need some stuff. And all these other things that you need. And then once you get it. That that great commission. Does not get done. And I, I think about. When people die. And they say things right before they die. They gather all everyone around them and then they say this to this person and then or to that person, their family members and friends. And then you take those last words and say, Do you know what they said to me? And and, and the person takes it like like it's gold or, or like it is law. And then I'm not gonna let you down. I'm gonna fulfill what you what my what my my granny or my my, my grandpappy's Last breath was to me.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And these are just people that yeah. we're dust. We ain't, we're nothing. That Not much more oh, the Lord? Almighty God, His Son, coming to tell us these last things, the Great Commission before He goes on to heaven. And then He, sa- then he says, I will be with you always. You know?
0: Mm-hmm. Like, what?
1: Well, I thought you was leaving me. What? Well, that don't make no sense. But you said, You're going to be with me always? Like, that's an oxymoron. Jesus talks in oxymorons. That's why it cannot be be understood by the mind. It's by the spirit. Just a nugget. And so, it's like if he's saying this, and these are his last words, how much more should they mean to us? hmm To myself as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Jesus said to Peter, well, look, we all know, the Bible tells us how Peter was. The Bible lets us know that P- Peter was... He was a cusser. He was, you know, Peter. Like us. (laughs) Right. And then in the thick of things, he denied Jesus. But the Lord was even able to use Peter in a mighty way. And right before he left, he told Peter, if you love me, feed my sheep. If you love me, feed my lambs. If you love me, feed my sheep. I believe he is telling us that if you love me, go after my loss, go after the loss. If you love me, seek me on how to win the loss. If you love me, then you should be doing the things that I've asked you to do.
1: Yeah. And it says, how will you know that I you love me? It says, if you keep my commandments.
0: If you keep my commandments. That's it. The heart of God. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And why don't we just end it with prayer? We normally just end the podcast, but why don't we end it with prayer? That we will, that we all will seek the heart of God.
1: And there's nothing wrong with asking for more of that.
0: That's right.
1: Lord, and we'll just go into a prayer with this, and I'll just go ahead and say it. Lord, thank you, Father. Give us more of Your heart. Yes, Father. We know that sometimes, like us, in a way, in our own desires, yes, my Lord, we want those things Mm -hmm. to get in Your way. Thank you, Jesus. Your heart, Father. Yes, Father. The love and compassion that You gave to Jesus.
0: Yes, okay. You
1: gave to us. Let that blossom. Let it bloom, Father. Yes, we may do the great commission. That we may really love You. And keep your commandments. Thank you, Father. And your word says that if we do that, you will manifest yourself to us. Mm-hmm. And Father, we thank you, Lord, that your word is true and that we put our hearts on you. In Jesus' name. In
0: Jesus' name. Jesus name. Amen. Amen.